Welcome to the Porn Reboot Podcast, where you get practical tips to gaining control over your porn or sex addiction. I'm your host, J.K. Amazi, Certified Sex and Porn Addiction Recovery Coach. Today, we're going to speak briefly on your hormone levels, specifically testosterone and your recovery. In my seven years of working with men who are struggling with porn addiction and other sexually compulsive disorders, I found that many men, young and old alike, have really low testosterone levels, like ridiculously low. The thing is, uh, testosterone is such an important hormone for men. It regulates to a certain extent your sex drive, your energy levels, how you feel, uh, feelings of well-being. And when you have low testosterone levels, you're not going to be motivated. You're frequently going to feel depressed and down. You're going to experience fatigue and you're also going to have problems having erections. The interesting thing is that many of the symptoms of low testosterone overlap with the symptoms of porn and masturbation addiction. It's very important to get your testosterone levels checked. Even if you're in your 20s, get them checked because in our society today, especially for those of us who live in Western countries, there are so many things that destroy our testosterone levels from the food we eat, Uh, processed food, to what we store our food in, plastics, to what we put in our body, our shampoos, our lotions, our um, face creams, our aftershave gels, all these things contribute to low testosterone, as well as our mindsets. We don't live in a society that celebrates any sort of expression of masculinity. Things that raise your testosterone level psychologically, such as winning, having sex on a regular basis, uh, those things actually raise your testosterone level. Many of these things, including lifting heavy weights and building muscle, uh, those are not things that are celebrated by many men. And if you're a man who lives in fear, if you're a man who experiences a lot of stress, a man who experiences very high levels of anxiety, Physically, you're not going to be optimizing your testosterone levels. I'll say it again. It's very important to get your testosterone levels checked because you do not want to spend uh, four, five, six years trying to recover from your porn addiction based on your symptoms when you are actually experiencing the symptoms of low testosterone levels. There are various ways to do this. Many men have come to me and explained their symptoms during our first call. And I tell them, dude, go get your hormone levels checked. Get a men's hormone panel, that's what it's called, uh, and get your testosterone levels checked. I've met some men whose testosterone levels were in the toilet. Um, I'm going to do two things for you. Um, In the description below, there are different places that you can get your testosterone levels checked and measured. Wherever you go, I suggest that you get both your free testosterone level and your total testosterone level checked. And in the description of the podcast, I'm going to leave a link to a website where you can actually compare your testosterone levels right now to what they should be for someone at your age uh, on average. Now, (laughs) most men go to their doctor um, and uh, 
get their testosterone levels checked, and then their doctor tells them it's normal. It's important to understand that um, normal these days has been adjusted. So because testosterone levels uh, for men in North America have been dropping over the past couple of decades, uh, doctors just go ahead and adjust it to what the average is now. And the average testosterone level of a man who is in his mid-20s in 2019 is the same as the testosterone levels of a man who was in his 60s in the 1930s and 1940s. That's crazy. So um, it's important to do that if it's um, the different ways you can do it. There are many um, at-home testosterone tests that you can take, or you can go to your primary care physician and get one tested. But please do um, follow the link uh, to the resource that I've shared with you in the podcast description um, to get an accurate read of where you stand in terms of your levels. If you're over the age of 35 and you have below average testosterone levels or low testosterone levels, there is an advantage uh, to it. And this might sound strange, but what you think is your sex drive is actually not your sex drive if you have low testosterone levels. You're actually propelled and fueled by your addiction, your compulsive behavior, your need to medicate whatever issues you may have, whether it is pain or stress or unresolved conflict. Without pornography, you are actually unable to get turned on. You're unable to have sex, but you don't know the difference between a flat line, which is um, having no sexual urges due to your brain rewiring, which is uh, part of the recovery process, and low testosterone. Um, it, it's a little funny and sad. I guess it's a <laughs> like a tragic comedy situation. Um, but in a weird way, it's also an advantage because you will feel that you are flatlining uh, which means having no sex drive uh, for quite a while while you're in recovery. So when you're no longer masturbating and you're no longer watching pornography, um, you'll have low testosterone levels and you will not feel any urges to masturbate. You won't feel any attraction towards other women. Nothing will be working for you. And what I've noticed from working with numerous clients is that Many men over the age of 35 are actually okay with that because they just want freedom from that behavior. They want freedom from the guilt and the shame. Um, you may be married. You may have kids. So you just want to focus on your career and take care of your family and not be out there objectifying and sexualizing every uh, a woman you see. During this process, the rare occasions that you have an erection um, you can have sex with your wife. I believe it's very important when you're going through the recovery process to understand uh, what flatlining is and to explain that to your partner if you are in a committed sexual relationship so that she understands that um, your low sex drive is not because you're no longer attracted to her or because you don't want to have sex with her. Uh, you want her to understand that this is just a normal part of recovery and that you will return to your uh, normal erections. 
if it's been so long since you had a normal erection because of your porn addiction, I want to assure you that you can recover. You can regain normal erections. You can regain your uh, attraction to your partner. It takes time. You follow a system. You understand how porn-induced erectile dysfunction works. And you understand the different things that you need to do um, to heal your brain and rewire. Now, obviously, having low testosterone and flatlining um, is not ideal, and it's not what I recommend. I'm just mentioning that um, it may turn out to be an advantage if you are in that situation. The benefit is that you have something that's in the last part of my addiction cycle. A lot of addiction cycles out there focus on how you get triggered and how you move into your acting out behavior. In the porn reboot addiction cycle, we end that addiction cycle with time. That means that the time you have when you are not watching pornography and when you are not masturbating is very important. Most guys have time. And what that means is you go through these periods of time, let's say three months or six months or eight months or almost a year where you don't watch pornography. But then you get to a certain point where you binge watch it and all those negative feelings come up again. Um, so when men speak to me and they say, JK, I don't have a problem with pornography or masturbation per se. I can actually go for many months without watching pornography or masturbating. But when I do, um, it's insane. It's I feel terrible and I feel like I'm completely out of control. So I asked them, you had all this time. What did you do with that time when you were not acting out? That one month, that two weeks, that four months where you were not watching porn and masturbating, what were you doing? Um, and they asked me, well, what do you mean, what was I doing? I was living my life, you know? I was going to work, I was taking care of my family, I was engaging in my hobbies, I was uh, uh, trying to date, I was doing this and doing that. But because you were living your life and not doing anything to develop the coping skills to manage the pain, which may be your trigger to act out and watch pornography and masturbate, that time is important. That is the time you use to work on the things that didn't work out for you because of your pain. And so for men who have low testosterone, you have time during that flatline where you can't tell the difference between a flatline and low testosterone. That is time for your brain to rewire and for you to work on other aspects of your recovery, to build up your self-care, to understand, to create and reinforce strong boundaries, to work on aspects of your personality that may have been changed by your compulsive behavior with porn and masturbation. Um, a lot of men put a lot of emphasis on how terrible the flatline is. JK, I don't feel anything. I don't have any sex drive. Nothing is happening in my life sexually. I get it. I understand it can be problematic if you are under the age of 35 or if you are at the age of 35 and older and perhaps you're in a new relationship uh, or you're with a partner who has a high sex drive and needs to have sex with, uh, with you regularly to feel that um, the relationship is healthy. So when you have a flatline, it's, it's no fun when you're in that situation. But if you are already 
um, in a situation where you're not having sex with your partner regularly because of your compulsive behavior or because you have low testosterone, then it's not going to make much of a difference. That's the reality. The good news is that you can use that time period to allow your brain to rewire and do its thing. It's going to take a while. I've seen men who move past their flatline in a couple of weeks, but in most cases, it took them a few months, to be honest. It took them about a month, two months, and I've also seen men that it took them up to six, seven months and even more. Um, that is rare, but I have seen it. In those few months, you can achieve some amazing things. You can work on your focus. You can find out what strong emotions you're unable to control, like anger or sadness or frustration. You can learn new coping skills to deal with stress. You can work on whatever trauma you have or unresolved conflicts. You can get rid of a lot of the shame and guilt that you've experienced from acting out because you're no longer acting out. And when you do that, you eliminate those feelings of loneliness and those deep intimacy needs. That need for intimacy that you have, even if you have a partner, because you feel that you're not worthy of love because of your behavior. That feeling of not being worthy of being loved comes from your shame and guilt, which has accumulated over the years. So the time you have when you're not acting out is the time that you can use to work on that. If you're listening to this and you're doing that already, that's good for you. If you're struggling with pornography and you're going to work with a professional or do this on your own, whichever the case may be, just bear in mind that you may have low testosterone levels and you want to eventually have high testosterone levels, not average or optimal levels. Uh, you want to be a high testosterone man, but that can also threaten your recovery because when you raise your testosterone levels during your recovery and your sex drive goes up um, as a result of that, then you put yourself at a risk for a slip because every time you experience any peak in your sex drive in the past, your pattern has always been to masturbate or watch pornography because you haven't developed the tools uh, to manage your sex drive. Um, an example is some men who start working with me and I suspect that they have low T. I send them to get a hormone panel done and they come back and they're like, yeah, you're right. You know, my testosterone levels are the levels of an 80 year old man. So they get on, first of all, they usually change their diet and their lifestyle. And then they take another test to see if their testosterone levels uh, uh, go up. But if after making natural lifestyle changes and taking supplements, that doesn't change, many of them get on testosterone replacement therapy. And when this has happened in the past during recovery, we've noticed that the recovery process becomes a lot more challenging because of what I mentioned earlier, a higher sex drive that you don't know how to manage. So what's the solution to this? What do you do if you find yourself in that dilemma? The bottom line is every man over the age of 20 who lives in the Western world should get his testosterone levels checked. We put so many hormone-destroying things into our bodies, whether we like it or not. Um, for my brothers in other countries who might be listening to this, um, if you eat well, if you eat clean, if you put natural products in your body, um, good for you. But if you eat a lot of processed food, um, if you are overweight, if um, you put all sorts of things into your body, get your levels checked. And if you're over the age of 35, which I classify as a quote-unquote older guy, no offense to anyone, <laughs> and you take a testosterone test, 
Um, and it shows that you have low testosterone levels. There are many options for you. You can get testosterone replacement therapy. Um, but my recommendation when you are in recovery is to change your lifestyle first uh, because that will naturally raise your testosterone levels in a stable way and in a way that works with the timeline of recovery when you're trying to stay off pornography and masturbation and rewire your brain. So what this means is that instead of introducing an external source of testosterone into your body, um, the results that you can get vary. For some men, their sex drive goes up. Uh, some men report general feelings of well-being. Um, but in the case of men who are recovering, um, you can start out by losing weight. You can start out by increasing your muscle mass, eating cleaner, more organic food, less or no processed food, getting enough sleep, reducing stress in your life, uh, having more sex peaks Having sex increases your testosterone levels um, temporarily. If you're not in a position to have uh, sex for whatever reason, it's not the end of the world. But I do think that if you are in a committed uh, relationship or in a relationship where sex is an option, I do recommend uh, having sex, trying to have sex, and putting aside that anxiety that you have about performing in your erections. Many times when we uh, struggle with porn-induced erectile dysfunction, there is so much fear that we generate. And that fear is connected to your ego because you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you say you can perform, you imply you can perform by your body language or your words, but you can't do it. It is important to have sex and to work on it um, having sex triggers a lot of very healthy neurotransmitters or brain chemicals that help you feel great and uh, help you reduce stress. If you take a test and you find out that you have low testosterone levels, don't freak out. You know, set a date to have another test about 90 days from when you found out what your levels are. And in the meantime, start doing the things that I recommended to raise your testosterone levels naturally and seriously. Make the decision to end your porn use and regulate your masturbation. Ideally, end it completely for a couple of months so that you can rewire your brain, reboot, and be free of pornography. That's the episode for today. I'm JK, your brother in the struggle. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Porn Reboot Podcast. I'll talk to you soon.